<laughs> hello climate change hello climate change i always say it a certain way i always say hello climate i don't even know what i say anyway the point is hello climate change waking up and taking action one conversation at a time and i didn't tell you this jim oh today i'm here with jim my husband hello jim hello <laughs> um i don't think i told you that in my last episode with randy um, I admitted that I've been thinking about making this a series of 100 conversations. And maybe that would be the end. But 100 is a lot. And it just I thought that what might be especially interesting about that is to see how things change over the course of 100. You know, I've, I've done like art exercises where you do something every day or you do something, a series, a long series of things. And things change drastically as you get into the higher numbers. So anyway, that's just a change thought. for who? For or the maker. For what? Yeah. For you? Yeah. <clears throat> like I started make, doing this podcast because mostly it's a selfish thing. I mean I'm hoping it's useful to others. <laughs> but but I really I feel like I need to have conversations about this. And I need to move myself from feeling bad and and being passive to uh to, I don't know what feeling would be attached to it, but to, to, to thinking logically and taking action. So we're both, you look tired. I think we're both kind of tired. It's been two weeks since I recorded. Um, we did a vacation. We spent a week camping on Cape Cod. And, um, and I've got a whole bunch of people who want to do conversations with me, including um, Angie Seth, who did one earlier, who's a climate scientist and friend of ours. And she has some ideas of um, things that she left out of our last conversation, basically about outcomes, about what could happen as things progress. We didn't really get too deeply into that in our last one. We just talked about how climate change works and um, and uh, <clears throat> what needs to be done and reasons to be hopeful. But So anyway, I would like to start uh, this conversation by asking you, what have you been thinking about? about climate change lately, my husband? Well, I think the, the the experience that probably struck me the most was some of the ones that we had on vacation. What things that we had on vacation? The experiences around oh, yeah. either thinking, thinking about climate change, experiencing things um, related to to the dynamic of our consumption and climate change. Mm. So I think I could talk a little bit about yeah, some ahead. of that stuff. So we went to Cape Cod, Cape mm -hmm. Cod, Massachusetts, which is like the vacation destination in New England. Huh. Is that safe to say? Sure. Yeah. I'm sure there are others. Yeah. But there's people from all over New England and Canada. We met a lot of Canadians yeah. who come to, to Cape Cod uh, to vacation. And we stayed to campground. So... It was like this this dichotomy of, you know, we pack up our vehicles with all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, all this stuff to make ourselves comfortable. And then we sleep on the ground and, you know, use a little propane tank for, for fire. And there's one communal bathroom for this whole section of the campground, you know. Showering was maybe a 
you know, occasional thing every other day. Mm-hmm. So all these things that are really very not invasive or taxing on the environment, but in order to get there, <laughs> you know, we had to drive a long way and yeah. sit in traffic and see all kinds of other cars mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Um, so it just, I mean, those kinds of contradictions really struck me. Like we're looking for more of a simple kind of a vacation experience. But in order to do that, like there's a lot of stuff that people buy in order to go out and be in a campground. Yeah. Well, one thing that was really interesting (laughs) was I think we were pretty um, low on the spectrum of of stuff. I mean, people come in with trailers and they set up their, their sites, like they're making a living room, you know, and <laughs> they're making a home with lights and, and decorations and things. And, you know, we put up a tent, <laughs> yeah. we put up a tent and a tiny table. Um, um, what was I going to say? But I think f- the thing that is so attractive about it is that we are unplugged and that, you're outside most of the time and you know, you go to sleep because it's getting dark, you know, and, um, and, and you spend the day just, we went on bike rides and we went in in the ocean and, you know, we cooked really simple meals that felt more utterly satisfying than they would ever feel at home. Um, and I think for me, it's a huge reminder of how I really actually want to be living in general which is closer to the earth, in other words, more outdoors, more in in timing with the sun, um, less checking my email, <laughs> less watching things on Netflix. Right. Um, but on, this, on the other hand, I also kind of unplugged from feeling sort of panicky about climate change, which I have very mixed feelings about. And I haven't, I haven't been able to plug myself back into the panic, though I have been doing some things, which actually I should probably say something about, huh? Or am I just changing the subject too quick? Is there more to say about the camping? Um, I mean, in the big scheme of things, I, f- I felt good about this choice of vacation. Yeah. You know, as opposed to flying across the country or driving somewhere that was 10 hours away and... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you're just looking at it in terms of climate impact, this this was a pretty low impact vacation. Mm-hmm. But there's still, even within that, there are lots of like contradictions of people just watching the traffic on Cape Cod. You know, when well, we were driving in, there was just miles and miles of backup yeah. of you know people trying to get off of you know, over the bridge and off the Cape. And it just, um, I don't know, it just struck me like here we are going on this low impact vacation and yet we're spewing all the, <laughs> this, this uh, you know, fossil fuel up into the air right. to get there and to sit in traffic to get there. Well, I mean, for me, that's a case for um, our next car needs to be an electric car. That's all. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't get into feeling bad about that vacation because of some of the choices that 
other people are making. No, I don't, the I don't way feel they bad about it. I'm just okay. talking about some of the contradictory feelings that came up for oh, me. Oh, okay. Hmm. I thought it was interesting because we had a little shower theme on, on an earlier um, podcast that we did together. And I thought it was interesting to, to note for the first time, because I don't time myself in the shower, but the place where we, were, we went you, to take a shower, you put a quarter in a little box and then the water comes on and you get seven minutes per quarter. So... Was that how much? Uh, it was seven oh, minutes, oh, yeah. Okay. And the first time I, I went, I didn't know that it was seven minutes. I just I brought a bunch of quarters. I wasn't sure how many I'd need. And I put one quarter in there, and I was done washing myself. And I'm just like, oh, well, I'm done. The water pressure is good. And, you know, it's sort of maybe I maybe for once I'll just actually just enjoy being in the shower, which is something I haven't done in a long time. And I stood there for a minute at most, and I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> Turned it <laughs> off. And it took me, I mean, it it took me well under seven minutes to get bored in the shower and need to turn it. I, I never once used up seven minutes in the whole time we were there. And it's not that I didn't wash myself, though I must admit my my sister-in-law and her her girlfriend made made the very smart, very, you know, valid point that I wasn't shaving my legs. <laughs> which they would, right. I was thinking like, wow, I wouldn't, I actually don't know that I would want to, I haven't been doing that in a while, but if, if I was, I don't know that I'd want to do it in the shower anymore. Yeah. I think I would just do it in the sink or something yeah. and then maybe rinse off while I was in the shower or something. Anyway, this is, I think this is like the minutia that comes up when you start to talk about climate change. I think like it's so easy to feel overwhelmed by this topic and you get, we can easily go into this place where we're talking about, kind of nitpicking consumption our own personal consumption instead right. of like this is i think this is what, like when i said earlier that i i'm curious to see how this will change over the course of 100 conversations i'm hoping by the end of this i'm no longer um attracted to having having this like myopic view on myself and and my my little contribution to the problem because i think i think it needs to be some there needs to be some way of pulling ourselves like sort of snapping ourselves out of that and saying no we need to now demand change on the systemic label level level and that's something that i have no experience with and need to learn how to do you're nodding mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, focusing on things like how long of a shower we take. Yeah. Those are the areas where we feel like we have some control. Right. And we can have an impact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about this before. If everybody took shorter showers and drove less and, you know, did all the things that put harmful stuff up in the air, it would make a difference. It would make a difference. Yeah. But there's also... A huge amount of consumption, um, uh, you know, by the military and by by. It's also, I was going to say, in agriculture and you know the things that we kind of don't even question, like what well, we need to eat, you know, but but the way and the and the way the system works is it's all built built towards pro- everything's everything's um, geared towards profit, so. If the food can be produced more more profitably in a further away place, you know, because we're taking into this equation the cheap fossil fuel to transport um, those goods to us, 
then then yeah we should build a strip mall over the farm you know the farmland because the farmland is is useless we can't make any money off of that but we could make a lot of money selling sneakers and right. lipstick and you know mm-hmm. electronics so <clears throat> so then i mean now right here here's one of those places where i'm, I'm i feel like i've just come to another one of those crossroads where I could go into feel talking about individual consumption and how we if we if we all individually change the way we live then that would change this would you know the strip mall will go out of business and maybe someone would tear it down and build a farm <laughs> again but but you know it does it does seem i mean there are places in, in that where there are food deserts right so there are these places where people can't get healthy food and so I think where I end up going is that we have to look at racism because wherever there's racism, there's the most glaring issues around this topic. You know, that where is the incinerator, for example, in, in the state? Where, is the, um, where are the people most vulnerable to climate change in the world? And it's mm-hmm. it's in, yeah, it's in places the, with people the refineries who refineries and right yeah where the, where is the the mines and the the cheap labor and the people who are vulnerable to the oceans rising mm-hmm. we have a little of that I mean the cities the main cities of this country Boston and New York etc anyway so uh, where do we go from here how do we deal with this. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm requesting, there's people listening to this. What do you think? Huh? Why don't you leave me a message? I'm going to give, should I give out a phone number? What should I do? How can people leave me a message? They can record what we're going to say. Well, there's the option of doing that on the, on the website. Doing what on the website? Leave a message, comments. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking of audio. It would be cool if I had a phone number that people could just leave a message on about this. Mm. But um, I'm tempted to give out our home number. Does that seem wrong? Yeah. She's saying no. Okay. I'll probably cut this part out. <laughs> uh, well, I would love to hear from people. I would definitely love to hear from people. To, but But anyway, I do have people who I'm going to be talking to about this topic that I haven't talked to yet. So there's also, besides Angie, the climate scientist who, who we've talked to before, um, I have um, other people in my life who are trying to take this on, who are doing reading and trying to educate themselves on how to communicate about climate change um, and uh, how to deal with um, environmental injustice. Um, I am actually going for a weekend um, to uh, spend some time looking at that topic at a workshop um, next weekend on care of the environment and racism. Um, what else? There was something else I was going to share. Um, I have a friend who's uh, a local organizer who's going to be on the podcast. Um and I'll probably keep bothering my husband and starting and figuring out how, you know, maybe someday we'll do a vacation that isn't a vacation, that we actually go, we spend our vacation, we sort of make a trip out of doing something that matters. 
I don't know what that means. I want vacations too. Everyone deserves them. <laughs> this is this is us being really tired. He's just sitting there wa- ta- looking at me, nodding and <laughs> shaking his head and stuff and saying little. Um, oh, you know what? Well, we're, yeah, go ahead. Well, I guess, I mean, I don't have any great insights to talk about in regard to this, but, you know, we are entering the whole presidential election oh. cycle. And, I mean, I think the differences between the two parties couldn't be any more stark. Yeah. And this is, you know, if people really care about this issue, it does matter who gets elected. Right. I mean, of course the old, you know, the old complaint used to be, it doesn't really matter. Right. The parties are both the same. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, these parties are not the same, (laughs) especially on this issue. Mm -hmm. So pay attention Talk to your friends <laughs> about the candidates and what mm-hmm. you're hearing and what you're not hearing. Yeah. And if you care about this issue, you know, really advocate for the candidates that that are going to seriously address climate change. Who do you? Who, who? All right. So taking your own medicine there. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, it to to talk about the extreme. I mean, it seems to be the the price of admission to the republicans now that you have to de- either completely deny that climate change exists or deny that it has a serious impact and that it's worth making some very fundamental changes so that it almost seems to be a non-starter for that whole party that you can't really seriously address this mm-hmm. other than to say the market will take care of it somehow mm-hmm. you know some sort of magical thinking um you know, on the Democrat side, it's, I, I mean, probably the person that would that would most seriously t- uh, address the issue would be Bernie Sanders. Um, but I also think, you know, I think Hillary would, would, she would do more, she would probably take a more cautious, more traditional approach, it would seem. Mm-hmm. She probably would have a more more of a likelihood of getting something through Congress. Right. You know, I mean, that's a reality mm-hmm. that our system is is so stuck right now that to pass anything, unless there's a big sea change in this next election and a whole bunch of Democrats get elected, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have to have to find some way of, pull, you know, pulling a few Republicans along who mm-hmm. have some kind of sympathy towards the issue. But it's tough. It's tough. The political system makes dealing with this really tough in our country mm. on a national level. What do you mean? How does the political system make it tough? Because you've got one party that's that's very committed to to not really dealing with this. Right. And they they control both houses of Congress right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, the president can propose the A plus of climate change legislation and it's could ju- could just as well be stuck in a desk somewhere because it's not going to move. Mm-hmm. And supposedly he's like right now he's being more sort of outspoken around it, but he's still. I, I've not been following close enough to really speak to this, but he's still um, okaying drilling in the Arctic and um, 
and other and he's still waffling on the Keystone Pipeline and I mean that there are all these things that are you know if it would be nice to see some uh, there are, look like opportunities to back up what he's saying but those things don't seem to be happening and I don't know I'm not really close enough to like n- knowledge true knowledge about how the whole thing works but what I feel like I keep hearing is like well yeah but you know there are pressures there that are like things are blah 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 like you know he's doing his be- the best he can in the system that he's in but I don't well, I don't know that that's I don't I think, know that I believe it honestly well I I mean my my recollection of of Obama in the campaigns and throughout his presidency is that he always talked about having a mixed uh, profile of energy sources. Like he, from the very beginning, talked about clean coal and how nuclear would play a part in this. Um, so I don't, I don't see him as somebody who was an ardent champion of green technologies. Yeah. You know, I, I think he believes that that they play a role and that they need to be supported and funded. Mm-hmm. But I think he's also going to rely on the older technologies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think at this point there's any possibility that someone new is going to come onto the scene? Or do you think it's already kind of all the, the field is complete and, and now it's just a matter of whittling it down to a few people? And we're talking about, we're, we're talking right now in August, middle of August. Right. I don't, I don't see somebody waiting in the wings. Yeah. I really don't. But you know what's really, I think the whole Donald Trump thing is going to make a lot more people interested in politics that never were before. Possibly, yeah. And maybe not, I, I don't know what the effect will be of that. But, you know, the, just the other night there was that, um, that was the Republican debate, which is something I would never have been interested right. in listening to a couple years ago. It was the highest rated ago. debate ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ever and there's tons of discussion about, you know, the misogyny and yeah, of you know, it's all the Donald Trump thing. I don't know how much discussion there was besides on with Donald Trump, but right. anyway. So we'll, so let me just say a couple things about um, what I hope will come next and plan will come next in this. I will report on this workshop I go to now let me be clear it's it's not um, a workshop of activists per se it's a workshop of people who use a peer counseling technique that I also use and and lead groups in um, but but basically applying that to thinking about the environment and thinking about racism and the intersection of the two but I'm sure I'll have some insights um, from my experience there that I'd like to share. Um, I'm also, oh, I also have to do another run of posters. I've been doing these silk screen posters that are a fundraiser to send um, a group of delegates from this organization to Paris um, uh, for the UN Conference on Climate Change that's taking place in December. So I got to do that this week and hopefully that will go well. Um, let's see. Um, I. I don't have, I have lots of things that I could say, but I think I've already said them. So I think this is just going to be a short, tired episode. We're tired. It's the end of the weekend. We rode our bikes 100 miles this weekend. More. Um, So that's the excuse. Um, But yeah, tune in with me. 
see how this changes over the course of 100. I think we're on number 13. It might be 12. I have to look it up to be sure, but we're, we're somewhere in that range. Um, I'm going to keep coming back to Randy the activist. I think I'm going to get him, ask him about his history. Um, he be, sort of became an activist as he came back from Vietnam. And I found myself realizing, like, he comes at climate change from a perspective on the world that came out of being a Vietnam vet activist and having been there. And I was thinking, like, I don't know how much he'd want to talk about that, but I think it might be an interesting perspective. And and it would be interesting to take that in those insights into thinking about people who are being who are activists now for peace and for all these sort of social justice issues and um, for um, addressing climate change. Anything else you what anything you'd like to see happen with your conversations? Yeah. I like I like hearing from Randy. I also really like the uh, the conversation you had with Angie. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I mean it's really important to hear from a scientific perspective like what's the latest thinking. Right. That that really adds a lot to yeah. the discussion. Oh, which reminds me, I heard that the latest thinking is that there's a lot more methane escaping into the atmosphere than previously accounted for. So, you know, again, it's just another ramping up of the expectation of how quickly gas. this is happening. From natural gas? Um, I actually don't know the, the details. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, and and Bill Nye, the science guy, is they're they're trying to raise money to get do a documentary with him, which I think is pretty exciting. It's just he the little the little talks he gives, the little like video clips he's giving about it are just kind of very no nonsense, and it's just great to have somebody who's like a media personality, uh, you know, on the on the front, <laughs> who's a scientist at the same time. Anything else you'd like to see in the conversations? I think that's it for now. All right. Well, thank you for listening. I'm sorry if this one isn't your favorite episode. <laughs> but more to come soon. I just wanted you to know that you're, I have not forgotten or abandoned this project. And there will definitely be more. I'm going to put some... Um, uh, I will I put at least one link. I'm going to try to do this every single time. There'll be at least one link... Um, uh, in the show notes, something for you to explore to take your knowledge further. All right, have a great day.